Hey, one more thing before you go. Marilyn Monroe, Joe DiMaggio, Arthur Miller, and JFK. A remarkable life and death story of an icon in the Hollywood industry. Stay tuned as we delve into The Blonde, starring Anna Diarmas. I'm your host, Michael Hurst, and I'm here with my lovely wife and co-host, Diane. Hello. Hey everybody, this is the first of our five-week journey through the 2023 Oscar-nominated films, the cast, directors, cinematographers, actors, you name it, everything about 2023 Oscars that we can hopefully squeeze into the next five weeks. We're here to discuss all things pop culture in regard to that. We're taking a closer look at Blonde. It was directed in the screenplay written by Andrew Dominic, and it stars Anna Diarmas. She is brilliant in this, yep. isn't she, Diane? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She was nominated for the best actress in a lead for this. Unfortunately, the film was not nominated as one of the best, but I think it should have been. It absolutely should have been. And Andrew Dominic should have been nominated for director and for screenplay. I, I do not. Oh, and then director of photography, which I don't know if you got his name. I saw it in the credits and I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down either, but yeah, brilliant. We're, we're going to talk about that though. Um, this biographical drama was written by author uh, Joyce Carol Oates. You're all familiar with her. She's a brilliant author. She published this book, Blonde, uh, as a novel back in uh, 2000. I think it was 2000. Um, Oates makes it very clear that while the subject was real, her book is a work of fiction. Um, it's pretty crazy because it actually follows a very tight timeline of everything that happened in Marilyn Monroe. At least, yeah, the things that we've always heard about. Yeah, things that you we've know, heard about, and she validated it. They are, but, you know, how, how true everything is, you know, we can't say, but it, it followed most of what we have heard. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, I think she talked to um, uh, people associated with uh, Marilyn Monroe when she wrote this book, including the biographer, I mean, not the biographer, the, uh, the housekeeper. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it, she was able to, to delve from uh, conversations with that. So although it's a book of fiction, I think she did that because she didn't want to make it a biography, but um, man, it's good. Um, this film was released September 16th, 2022 in theaters. The story generated a lot of controversy as somewhat biographical, fictionalized, but really close to home film about the life of Marilyn Monroe through the eyes of Marilyn. Um, we're happy you're joining us here as we share our thoughts and our opinions on this captivating film. Uh, we're going to delve into the performances, the cinematography, the impact on the industry. So grab your movie snacks. Let's dive into Blonde. Welcome to one more thing before you go over the teacup Sunday. Diane, you want to hear a little bit about where Blonde um, came about? Sure. I, th I mean, obviously, we, we enjoyed the hell out of the movie, I think. Um, but it, it would uh, behoove everybody to know a little bit more about it. It premiered at the 79th Venice International Film Festival, September 8th, 2022, and began a limited theatrical release in the United States on September 16th, 2022, before its streaming release on uh, September 28th by Netflix, uh, which we, you know, highly, we wanted to see this. I think we all wanted to see this. Um, we waited for it to come to Netflix because, well, you know, we don't, we love movies. But yes. 
with everything going on and COVID and and that reigniting itself, we decided to uh, kind of wait till we were able to watch it from home. And it just took us a long time because life gets in the way. Well, it's also a very long movie. It is. It, it's, a, it's longer than most movies, and we still had to split it up between two days. We did. Um, so I mean, I, it's, worth, it's worth it if you got the time to, the, I think it was three and a half hours. Yeah, um, it's so, long. Yeah. So if it's worth it, if you know, you, you take the time, take an afternoon, you know, highly recommend it. But there are some things that you really need to know about. So I yeah. wouldn't recommend watching it. It's rated NC-17. Mm-hmm. So um, for those of you out there listening and watching, I would not recommend it uh, for anybody under the age of 17 without, um, well, I wouldn't even say with parental. It would be very awkward. For be Very, very awkward. You watch with their parents or something it's i think nc-17 was um pretty generous for i mean it it's border it can be borderline it is borderline lucky to get nc-17 well and and part of the controversy on it um because although there's been numerous movies series and books that have focused on marilyn monroe's life i mean we you and i you and i are marilyn monroe fans and we, and we have been. Um, our daughters are Marilyn Monroe fans. I'm talking about even the old movies that we got them involved in in the classics yeah. like that. And of course, um, when we met Tony Curtis, yeah. um, when we had him at our conference in Las Vegas, uh, Tony and I had a conversation about uh, him acting with Marilyn Monroe. Um, to me, especially hearing that from one of my absolute favorite individuals in, in the Hollywood industry, in growing up watching Tony Curtis, um, mm-hmm. it was fantastic talking to him about uh, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, it was just amazing because I, I got to talk to somebody that literally made out with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> that, that was from Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Some Like It Hot. Yeah, Pretty the movies. Crazy. I'm sorry? Were they in any other movies together besides Some Like It Hot? Nope, it's only one. At least the only one that Tony, yeah, that Tony Curtis was in with her. Um, <clears throat> this film in particular is uh, accused of depicting Monroe's life through a narrow misogynist lens, primarily focusing on the trauma that Mer- uh, Monroe endured throughout her life. Um, you know, it, it's I've read many things about Marilyn Monroe and uh, you know what what led up to her untimely death. Obviously, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there with regard to whether or not it was suicide or whether or not it was um, murder mm-hmm. and covered up uh, by John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy uh, because they both had relationship with uh, with uh, Marilyn Monroe. Um, this movie kind of it kind of implies one aspect of it, but yeah. then leaves it open for the other ones. Yeah, there there were some. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. It, it was it it was implied some things were implied about her relationship with JFK that I had never heard so I don't know if it was just creative license on the part of the screenwriter director um, it it does make it very interesting I mean it gives you some stuff to think about like wow did that did that really happen because if it did there's a lot of motive there for the conspiracy theory of her being murdered. Um, they didn't even talk, they didn't even touch at all on Robert Kennedy. Nothing at all about Robert Kennedy, which I thought was interesting. Um, 
And even though I, did, I do have to say, even though the movie is three and a half hours or three hours and 20 minutes or whatever it is, um, it didn't seem like it. Like everything fit. It, it wasn't like it was going on and on and on, you know, like some movies have been. Um, I thought it, it, uh, I loved that. I just, I just, I just love the movie. I love it. I love it so much. And, but I think um, people need to be, women especially need to be warned. There could be some triggering things in there. Um, there were a few scenes I was actually triggered by and I had to close my eyes and close my ears. So um, just be warned of that. Um, but I, At the well, moment. I, I was just thinking while well, you're thinking about that, I was thinking, you know, every time I've watched the seven year itch, I, um, I always thought that that character she played was very um, kind of a strong woman. Yeah. I mean, she kind of took charge with yeah. how, how, how it should feel around them. Like yes. the environment around them, she affected that. And she made sure that it was a positive, everything yeah. was positive, no matter if, if it was a bad or she made a good, she made it good. And yeah, it was, I, it just, it, it's amazing to, well, I think this movie depicts it too, that I, I never realized that she kind of referred to Marilyn Monroe as another person. I had heard that, that she, because she created Marilyn Monroe and they created Marilyn Monroe, always referred to herself in the third person because that was a character of hers that she created right. so that she could escape the reality of her own childhood and her own life. Right. But she still, I think, at least in this movie, I, I think she was depicted as always actually knowing who she was, that she always, she was Norma Jean and she actually preferred to be Norma Jean and wanted yeah. to live more of a normal life. I mean, she loved her fans and she, I, I that's what I found so odd by this is that as a child being so um, not taken care of yeah. and, and yeah. neglected, right. And kind of um, alone that then being adored by millions of fans and being like the biggest star in the world, you would think that's what she wanted. And I think to a point she enjoyed it, but she enjoyed it as that character, not as Norma Jean. Norma Jean really didn't like it all that much. Well, Probably what they did to Marilyn and the things that happened to Marilyn um, because of being Marilyn, um, she just, she had to separate the two. The movie that I'm thinking of is How to Marry a Millionaire. Yeah, and uh, that, I watched it just a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, it, it, it just, brilliant. I mean, you do not see behind her mask of Marilyn Monroe, you do not see the troubles that she, her life had been through or she separated herself yeah, she really from did. that. She really, it was like a split personality almost. Yeah, and, which um, it was, I mean. <laughs> it could very well have been. In, yeah. re in reality, is I know that people who have gone through abuse like that, that um, basically have created another another yeah. persona, that that's where they hide behind yeah. their persona so that it doesn't affect them. They, they're not affected. They're not bothered. You know, they're not, you can't touch me because I'm this person. They have to thing. somehow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that overall, I think the whole cast is fantastic. They've got the guy that plays Joe DiMaggio, um, the guy that <laughs> plays um, uh, Arthur Miller. 
Arthur Miller is yeah. a well-known actor. Adrian Brody. Thank you very much. I'm having one of those mornings. Yeah. I mean, the um, people that they cast for these really, really fit. Great, yeah. I mean, really, really. And they did a really good. They did a great job, actually. You yeah. know, Adrian Brody did a great job as Arthur Miller. Um, mm -hmm. Calvin, Bobby. Bobby, we'll just say Bobby, did a well, great job as Joe DiMaggio. Bobby. No, no, how to say your last name. Sorry, <laughs> you're great, really great. You you played DiMaggio, where I really wanted to slug him, so you did great. <laughs> yeah, I will say that if, if Joe DiMaggio is your hero or Arthur Miller is your hero, um, take that into mind that obviously this is a depiction of them, and uh, uh, could or could not have happened according to you know the author. Um, but be this careful. In this movie, though, um, the depiction of Arthur Miller isn't as bad as I've seen in some of the other movies about her. He he's he's not a bad guy in this movie. Not really. Yeah, I don't no. think he's a bad guy. I think that he he just couldn't. I think it was an overwhelming. I mean, yes. we all know that she got divorced from those individuals. So, yeah. you know, each one of them had their own issue. And um, it, it, it is, so we're not giving anything away in regard to that. Um, this depicts some of the reasoning behind the breakups mm -hmm. and, and why people um, split up yeah. with her. And some of them understandable. But, <laughs> excuse me. Um, overall, I think the cinematography was fantastic. The directing was brilliant. I um, will understand why they were not nominated I, when we check that out, when I'm like, oh my gosh, this must have like almost as many nominations as the, and I'm, but I, but we watched the nominations and I'm, and we were like, wait, how many were there? And you said, I think there was only one. I think she's only one. And she was, she's the only one nominated. Yeah. It's I have shocking. A theory. It, it's shocking. I have a theory though. I have a theory because what it does is shows it kind of uh, re examines. Hollywood. Hollywood's practices in regard to casting and carrying uh, forth a career, especially from the female perspective. Mm -hmm. So I think what it does is there's a reminder there that, oh, this is the way the industry was. And at times we're finding out still is. Now, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I think that the way she her reasons for having meltdowns on the sets, at least through this depiction, were 100% valid. I could completely understand mm -hmm. why a hard time getting through some of these movies. Okay. That being said, they, today, I think things have gotten so much better that I think if it, if it was today and, and an actress was having that type of a meltdown, because she, wow. Today's in today's Hollywood, I really truly want to believe that the actress would be one hundred percent fully supported yeah. by crew and taken care of, and given needs. It is unbelievable, tragic, how there was only like one person that would come to her aid when she was obviously in mental distress, and everyone else just stood around or. They were ordering her back, yeah. like get and do. 
appalling. I can't even. <laughs> well, well, back this, then you you had a contract with a studio and they owned you. Uh, it's plain, plain uh, and simple. You had a contract with a studio, they owned you. Period. No. And, it, yeah. <laughs> and and in today's society, I think it's a lot easier to uh, be able to manage those kind of things because of social media, because of the availability of uh, this the internet, like us. We, we're broadcast all over the world when we pull up. So it's easy to be able to go out and say, hey, world, listen to me. This is what happened. Yeah. Whereas yeah. back then, that opportunity wasn't always there. And or they, they would have cleaners that would come take care of it, which is mm -hmm. one of the conspiracy theories behind Marilyn's death. Right. Is that. And, you know, I was going through that list earlier. Um, I did see some things in there that I'm going to look for that I really want to watch. And one of them was about Marilyn's autopsy and mm -hmm. um, one of them about uh, uh, another uh, depiction of what they felt were, was some of the conspiracy theories that took a deeper look into them. Um, I'm just going to put well, that on the back burner. It, it inspired me to, to, to kind of want to look at those as well. Yeah, I want to look at those. Um, you know, as you and I, you know, you and I have talked about this for years that we... I think we both sort of were more on the, I hate, I hate to say it because I don't like conspiracy theories, but we were always sort of in that, on that side of it. You know, we kind of believed it might've been more of a conspiracy, you know, more of a, a cleaner situation with her. Okay. But I'm telling you, after finding out all this stuff that possibly, probably did happen to her. Most throughout likely. I totally could see her committing suicide. I mean, that that part of it really came through more for me now. Yeah, but at the same time, they also the, the other option that they presented in this movie. I mean, they left it fully open. You, everybody, can judge for themselves how she died. Absolutely, because it it is all I got to do is say I got to watch it. Yeah. Um, so overall, before no. we leave, overall, what do you think? What's your recommendation? Oh my gosh, you have to see it, you have to see it, you have to see it. Especially if you're a Maryland fan. But even if you're not, I think it'd be interesting to people, um, even if they don't really know anything about her, I think it's still a very interesting movie. Yes, it's very long. It doesn't seem to be as long as it is, though. It really moves It goes well. pretty quickly. Um, but also, you know, along with the NC-17, I don't think we mentioned there's a lot of nudity. Well, her nudity. Yeah, there is, but I, but it was not done in a distasteful manner. No, I mean it's kind of. I don't. I think ninety percent of it was probably necessary for the story. Yeah, Some of it, a little much, maybe not needed every time. But um, but allegedly, that's how she, that's how she lived, lived her life. Yeah. So what they were doing just depicting how she lived her life. Yeah. So from, you know, from that perspective, you know, it is, I think it was, you know, I, I wasn't offended. No, no, know, no, no. By it at all. But again, no. again, you need to keep in mind if you have children in the house, don't watch yeah. it with the children in the area. And, and you'd probably recommend not to walk into the room at some moment when your in-laws are having to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they wanted. They were visiting us from. Your parents were visiting us from, uh, from afar. And uh, uh, your mother said, uh, "You guys have Netflix, right?" And I said, "Yeah." And she goes, 
uh, can we watch Blonde? I went, sure. Uh, no big deal. We, my Diana and I want to watch that, but we haven't had the chance yet. Go right ahead. So I, I, went, I went about my business, and uh, they were watching. And yeah. I happened to come out and get a cup of tea. And I come out and stop for a minute. And the moments that I stop for a minute, I'm watching my in-laws sitting there. And I'm going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go grab my tea. And I'm going to go back up in the office. <laughs> did they even notice you there? Though? Oh, that they, they were mesmerized. They did. They were mesmerized by what was going on, but they knew I was there. I said, well, all righty then. <laughs> my, so, my Jim Carrey yeah. impression. <laughs> yeah. not, not recommended to watch a mixed movie that can't handle something in an NC-17 movie. Well, look, I'm not a prude, but I wouldn't oh. watch this with our girls. Our girls wouldn't want to watch this with us. Exactly. We're not watching it, it with our girls. It'd be very awkward even to... Well, for us, anyway, I think it's, it depends on your family, I guess. If you have adult kids and, you know, watch whatever, but I think it would have been awkward. Our kids are adults and we have a very honest and open relationship with our kids. We can talk with yeah. them about anything. It's it always been that way, but it's a, would be very, very awkward in a, in a lot of this movie. But I mean, I, overall, I will tell you from my perspective as a Marilyn Monroe fan, as an individual that grew up watching her and loving the movies that she was in, I would highly recommend seeing Blonde. Don't listen to the Harvard Hasty Pudding Club Razzies. It, they don't mean crap. Okay? This movie is worth the time and the effort to watch it, especially if you're a Marilyn Monroe fan. But you need to be aware when you watch this movie that it's giving you a personal perspective from the eyes of Marilyn Monroe yeah. and what she went through from a childhood up through the time she died. Yep. So from that perspective, there were highs, there were lows, there were good things, there were bad things. So you need to keep that in mind when you go into the movie. It has not changed my perspective other than I really feel for her. I feel and, for her more than I ever did. Yes. In the movies yeah. that I watch now, if I watch, because I watch Turner Classic movies a lot, you know that. Yeah. If I watch another movie with her in it, when I watch another movie and her with it, or with her in it, I will appreciate that movie much more, knowing yeah. what she went through in order to make that movie. Um, 150%. And Academy, if you ever listen to this podcast or watch it on YouTube. What is wrong? What is wrong with you? Just, exactly. To not nominate the director, the screenwriter, the cinematographer, person, cinematographer, director of photography, or the film itself. What is wrong with you? Yeah, the film itself. So it should have been included. Now, obviously, yeah. there's a slew of really good films that are up for the, the which we're going to go through over the next you know, five weeks here, we're going to go through. We're going to do our best to try to get through all of them. There are a couple of films that we are we probably won't be able to see. Um, there's two of them, I think, that aren't showing in our area. So there are two films at the tail end of the list of nine that we may not be able to get a review on. I'll be honest with everybody. But um, we're going to do our best to get through the other ones. Blonde should have been included in this, in my opinion. Yeah. I, can't, I just can't say anything more about it. 
they were wrong. They were robbed. They were robbed of a nomination. Yes. Absolutely. And she, I truly believe now, like I said, I haven't, we haven't seen all the movies, so I haven't seen all the lead actresses, but as much as I love Michelle Yeoh and really I was rooting for her, I'm sorry, Anna, Anna has to have this. She has to have it. Well, this next Sunday, we're going to talk about, um, I think, er everything, everywhere, all at, all at once. Yes. That was another brilliant movie that so, got cheated in some area. I mean, they got the most Oscar nominations. They got a ton of Golden Globes and Golden Globe um, nominations. But I think they were kind of screwed in some areas with the Oscars. Um, one. One area in particular that, well, two two areas, I think, in my opinion. But we'll talk about that next week. Um, yeah. So again, I mean, it's something that may not be important, but uh, I feel is important. And we'll talk about that next week. So thank you very much for everybody being here with us and spending the Sunday with us. We appreciate you. We hope that this was a benefit to you. Um, we're excited that we get to watch all these Oscar films because a lot of times we get, we miss them. Yeah. And this we have is to catch them later. This is the first year in, I don't know how many years that we're actually kind of on track. And we're excited that we're able to present this series with, you know, with you, everybody, because through the podcast, because it gives us an opportunity to say, hey, what do you want to watch tonight? Let's watch another Oscar movie. <laughs> yeah, but this was yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. So anyway. <laughs> I want to thank everybody very much for coming along board. Uh, be sure to watch on Wednesday. We've got a great episode coming up this uh, this week. And um, the lineup for the rest of uh, the, the next couple of months here is going to be really exciting, uh, both on the, the, the regular podcast, uh, as well as Diane and I's special episodes on Sundays. Uh, again, uh, every week for the next five weeks, we're going to talk about Oscars the Oscars, the movies, the directors, the cinematographers, the actors, and everybody else we get our hands on. Um, the real, the one more thing before we go podcast, we're talking about witches and warlocks and near death experiences and the in between what happens in the in between what happens when somebody dies. We're going to talk about near death experiences and a whole slew of stuff. And it's always one more thing before you go. So before you go, please make sure you subscribe, you follow, you uh, check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. Please go check our, our channel at YouTube and it's YouTube forward slash at before, they just changed it. Yeah. YouTube forward slash at before you go podcast. And um, you'll find out that uh, we've got some amazing opportunities for you to be educated, inspired and motivated. And, and check out our shop, too, with all our merchandise. Oh, yeah. Before you go podcast.shop. Before you go podcast.shop, we got all kinds of T-shirts and hoodies. And it supports us and helps us to continue to bring you quality content, engage with you, and to help us to grow and bring you more of what you love to hear and see and learn and be inspired by and motivated in stories. And I can just go on and on and on and on. <laughs> but you won't. Because we got to say won't. goodbye. Got to say goodbye. Yes. So thank you very much, everybody. We'll talk Thanks, to you soon. Go watch Blonde. Go watch Blonde. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform. <laughs>